welcome to Facebook Live Mindfulness Monday, June 8th. Yes, it is June 8th. I know a lot of us aren't feeling as though we're living a linear calendar. I know that's how I have been feeling. So oftentimes I have to remind myself what day it actually is. Well, here we are again, the beginning of a new week. And each time I'm here with you, it seems that so much has happened since the week before. We all know that there's a lot going on right now. After months of staying at home in isolation, social distancing, wearing our masks to protect ourselves from the coronavirus global pandemic, we were all getting ready to venture out there again and businesses were getting ready to open up. And I know everybody was super excited about that when there was the brutal murder of George Floyd, which caused a tremendous uproar and people took to the streets, protesting and rioting all over our city here in Los Angeles and demanding that justice be done for his death. And that systematic racism be dealt with once and for all. Now, for those of you that tune into Mindfulness Monday, you know that this is not a political platform, but a wellness one. And it's my intention to acknowledge what we're facing at this unprecedented time, which is a lot, and to try and help us minimize the enormous stress so many people are experiencing right now by putting our focus and awareness on the things we can do to support our well-being. I believe that by learning how to support the wellness and wholeness of ourselves, we can better help support the wellness and wholeness of others. Which brings me to my very special guest for today, who is going to help us understand that in some beautiful, magical ways. I'm very excited to have with me today, Camille Marine. For those of you who watched my Facebook Live last week, you know that I had the enormous pleasure of having Camille's husband with me, Lauren Roche. That interview, by the way, is still on my Facebook page that you're on now. So if you haven't yet seen it, check it out. All of the Facebook Live Mindfulness Mondays remain on the author or nature page. And it's really delightful to go back in and see them if you haven't, or perhaps revisit them if you want to watch them again. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Camille. She is a dancer who started meditating in 1972 and in 1975 began teaching meditation and body awareness in the context of her dance classes. Her training in healing includes 12 years as a practitioner of essential integration, body therapy, and continuum movement meditation since 1983. She has been involved with transcendental meditation, esoteric yoga, Zen, and Tibetan Buddhism, and has studied Jungian depth psychology. 
Over the years, Camille has developed her own approach to inner work and creativity that integrates meditation, yoga, dance, and theater. Camille creates one women shows and travels widely to give performances and workshops. Camille is the author of the very wonderful book, Meditation Secrets for Women, Discovering Your Passion, Pleasure, and Inner Peace, which she co-wrote with Lauren, and also Meditation 24-7, Practices to Enlighten Every Moment of the Day, also co-authored with Lauren. Welcome, Camille. It's so wonderful to have you with us today. Uh, Aura, I am so happy to be with you and to be with your community here, our community. Yes, it is so lovely. What a, what a gift to start the week with you today. I want to share with you before we get started that I had a woman's group for several years, years ago, and I introduced your book which I'm going to show to everybody because it is so special. Meditation Secrets for Women, Discovering Your Passion, Pleasure, and Inner Peace. And I had shared it with my group and everybody loved it. I think this is a book that every woman and man who wants to know more about women should immediately get because it is a gem. This book is such a gem. Um, it is such a great book and so full of ways to celebrate and love yourself as a woman. So again, it is, it is a gem. So, you know, Camille, when I think of my book, Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity, which is out now, it's really about being present in the moment as your most authentic self. And it makes me think of how much Meditation Secrets for Women is really about celebrating the authentic self. Yes. And the way you broke down each chapter into secrets and call them things like claim your inner authority and say yes to every part of yourself and love your body, which is just three of the delicious secrets that you share throughout the book. For me, it really exemplifies what it means to live as an authentic woman. So that's gonna lead me to my first question to you. What does being an authentic woman mean to you? Mm, yeah, that's a, a, an excellent question and a far reaching one. <laughs> Well, I use the word uh, sovereignty a lot. Yes. The sense of we are inhabiting ourselves fully. We, uh, we are, you know, sovereignty means not owned by anyone or anything. Mm -hmm. In other words, like a sovereign nation is not, own, is not a colony. So we've, a lot of us have been colonized by, a lot, by ideas and ideals, perfectionist images of what we are supposed to be how we're supposed to act, uh, and even some of the ideas about what it means to be a woman uh, is getting, you know, for decades now, it's been getting massaged all over the place. And we are setting ourselves free. We are setting ourselves so free. So to be authentic means actually welcoming everything that's part of our experience. And for a woman, it's, uh, there's a lot going on all the time. Right. We are so sensitive to our environments. We're holding people so closely in our hearts. We're 
our, uh, you know, our rhythms, whether they're hormonal or emotional, uh, biorhythms in the course of the day, there's everything that we care about, everything that we're worried about. There's our self-judgments that come up. How do I come to meet myself? Mm. How do I come to meet myself with that tenderness? Mm. A soft inner touch. Mm. And the celebration that whatever arises is actually part of the movement of my, my life force, no matter what it is. And ultimately the movement of love. Beautiful, beautiful. I love, I love how you use sovereign and the use of that word throughout your book. It's really beautiful. And the way you just described us as women, because we are always so, so vital and alive and opening and, and um, we're like this organism that's always, I know, I, I just, the, <laughs> Yes, this, this, this that you talk about. And, and there's so much I want to share with you and talk to you about and, and, and dance with you, you know, and I, and I could talk to you for hours. When I was revisiting your book, I was like, okay, this is going to be hard because I want to literally experience the whole dance with Camille today. But, you know, I want to also talk about because women, you know, they say we're very complex, don't they? we're they complex say. They, they say they say they say, <laughs> say. That we, are, we are complex <laughs> so so let's talk about one of the things about us I want to talk about pleasure because yeah. you which is something we love don't we love. we we love pleasure and the ability to allow ourselves to receive pleasure yeah. okay and I love how you say in the book Nature designed us to blossom in the bodily state of pleasure. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes. And I'll tell you that that one is something I had to learn from my, I also had to learn that. You know, I was, um, I grew up a really serious little girl, very philosophical and kind of on the intellectual end of the spectrum. Um, I was athletic and, and in that sense embodied, you know. Um, but I didn't know when I started meditating that that could be an essential aspect of my experience as a woman. So, oh, but it's something that I learned as I got more in touch with my body through the various things that you've mentioned that are part of my experience. So the blossoming, I mean, we actually are as creatura, as a creature of this earth and of this cosmos. We are designed to, to thrive on what is life-giving. Mm. And pleasure, what, we, uh, what gives us pleasure on any level, you know, whether it's something that we're seeing, something that we're touching, something that we're hearing, something that we're feeling inside of ourselves, the kind of uh, image of something that we have experienced in the past, the sense memory, right. whether it's something we're smelling, tasting. When we, when we give ourselves the chance and weirdly the permission mm -hmm. 
-hmm. to to be present with that it is literally you can feel it it mm -hmm. starts to awaken something inside of us on mm -hmm. a very deep level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on that intrinsic, internal, natural place in us that is, is part of this body of nature and what mm -hmm. I call our essential nature. So when we bask in pleasure, it's, 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 it's feeding, nurturing, <laughs> soothing, loving, inspiring, fortifying us. Yes. yes, yes. So that we can, first of all, feel that healthy animal that we are. Yes. And it's very healing, mm -hmm. very healing. And also be able to come to meet our experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with this resourcefulness right it's an it's a it's a really powerful because it helps us to stay centered in our own experience and not so much be yes. carried away by you know the many things that um pull us out yes so beautiful you know you you know to talk about receiving one must talk about giving you know, yeah. they're, they're two sides of the same coin. And I feel as women, because we are natural givers and lovers and wives and sisters and mothers and lovers, if I hadn't already said that, oftentimes, which is going to lead me to my next question, that we can really um, empty our own well you know, by how much we give to others and forget to drink from our own well. And I, you know, I have that with some of my own sisterhood. You know, I know some magnificent women. And if you're, you know, if your nature is one of giving, which some people are more inclined to give, it sometimes is harder for them to receive. Do you know, whether it's love or sensuality or even sexuality. You know, I've been amazed at some of the shares that women have shared with me about their inability, or as to use your word, permission, their inability to permit themselves to receive, to get comfortable, to get relaxed enough to receive. And some of them are very secret about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's true. It's so true. I love how your body responds when you're uh, listening and also when you're expressing. Uh, I, I encounter that a lot. And, and again, like kind of decades ago, I, I was no stranger to that phenomenon. And it was actually a little scary. Sometimes uh, we, you know, we feel our value. It's, as you said, a natural upwelling of our nature. Mm -hmm. And women, you know, because we are often the ones who are caring C-A-R-E, caring for the world, mm -hmm. and I'm carrying the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there, the, we, there is that natural upwelling to give and to be aware of the needs of the community and the needs of the tribe and the needs of our friends and the needs of our family and the needs of our partner. Right. That twice lovers. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a big one. Yes. Um, and the ability to do that, of course, is gorgeous and, and, and important, but many, many women are out of balance in that sense that they have uh, almost not even realized it's a possibility to receive. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like they're not allowed to, you know. They're not allowed to, and it can be scary because if I'm not giving all the time, then am I gonna be valued? Right. So we have to tap into a different sense of that value and a sense that, as you said so beautifully, it's it's a flow mm -hmm. between receiving when we fill our own selves up and we you know receive the gifts of any particular moment which is an ongoing practice right. receiving a moment like this this moment yes yes in this moment yeah. and then from there from there being present and sharing what is ours to share, whatever that might be. Mm. Beautiful, Camille. You know, I do, that brings to mind to me about the whole notion of asking for what you want to receive. And I think that for many people that's hard to do. And for women, especially who feel, well, I don't wanna to have to ask you for what I feel that I would, hope you are inspired to give me and that oftentimes is in the area of lovers or spouses or partners do you know okay. so what happens is that if we get depleted and we're not even nourishing our own well resentment can come up do you know and then the emotional energy starts to heighten and then we can start to express it to a partner or even to friend or a family member, and it could come out in a way of again resentment or anger. So, how would you, how would you offer up to our listeners ways in which it doesn't have to get to that point? That yes, we know that there's this beautiful flow that you and I are talking about about receiving and giving. That it's almost a natural flow of human existence, but that sometimes people get caught up and they don't really ask again for what they need, nor do they feel they, sh they should or they could. And so that, so what can one do so it doesn't escalate within yourself about the lack of giving to yourself or another giving to you and vice versa? Mm -hmm. Excellent question in all of our relationships and particularly within an intimate relationship. Yeah. Um, well, another one of these polarities we call a syzygy, which is, you know, that like the receiving and giving, it goes very much along with that, is a kind of this um, tenderness and vulnerability mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that goes hand in hand, partners with our empowerment, with our empowerment, with the sovereignty and the, the, the sense of our natural intrinsic power as a woman. Right. And so asking for what we need, let's say in the intimate arena, can be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And uh, we may have had disappointments in the past. And so we may start to have a little crusty shell 
so that uh, it's a way that we've pulled back and you know we pulled our energy back and yet we long for more flow and more for and re and authenticity and connection and that surge of eros mm -hmm. that surge of eros that let love sensuous love energy that's flowing and wanting to flow more freely so so to ask for what we need it's a weird thing because it, it can it can feel scary and and vulnerable mm -hmm. but that very vulnerability a very tenderness with ourselves mm -hmm. softens something inside of us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something softens us and we actually oh wow i really you know i want to tell you that i'm loving our being together mm. and here's a i'm feeling how wonderful it would be mm -hmm. something 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 you know mm -hmm. and say it with an appreciation of the partner you know and and like i said like you said many of us have built up resentment and you know just sort of this defiance that i know i'm not going to get it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and we're uh, unconsciously laying that whole energy on the person or right. whoever it is Right. So it's one of those secrets in the dance of intimacy um, of all kinds, but you know, mm -hmm. especially you see. Yes. In yes. Erotic relationship. Yes. And I find that with men, you know, that they they don't seem to do well. <laughs> Nobody really does well when they're attacked because <laughs> out of hurt, out of hurt or vulnerability. <laughs> Or resentment, you know, her, the, you know, sadness and hurt can easily switch over to anger, and so the way you just said that, like to ask for what you want if you're not getting it with love, with love and tenderness in your voice, and who's not going to hear that and receive that, you know, receive what you want to receive? Do you know they're going to be hearing it so much better? And, you know, I know that in the area of mindfulness work, having, having a present awareness of, oh, I'm feeling really hurt or vulnerable right now, and it's making me feel some anger. Let me be with that before I let these words leave my lips. Do you know? Having a present moment awareness of what I'm about to say to a loved one, I find really helpful. Yeah. And to get used to what that tenderness and vulnerability feels like. Um, and that's, you know, it can be part of actually something to be aware of every day, all the time. Right. An important point to be aware of it every day, all the time, because it's always changing, you know, and we can not stay on that beam of awareness you know we can get busy and we can <laughs> do this and do that and not look our partner in the eye and forget to say i love you and you know we we live in a very busy reality and i think too often it pulls us away from that conscious awareness of mindful communication with each other 
So I love that your book is just so full of so many ways to do that. And, and speaking of that, what I love about both you and Lauren's work is that it's all about really meeting yourself where you are and who you are. I love that. That for me is such a, such a beautiful part of, of, of your work. Do you know, and it just oozes in the books, you know, whether it's, you know, Meditation Secrets for Women or the Radiant Sutras, it's, and the whole work that you both do with meditation of really um, aligning people with their true nature with meditation. I want to go a little bit into that. So it's really, again, about encouraging people to meet themselves where they are, be it in meditation, self-love, pleasure, sensuality. And I know that people have great expectations of themselves. And even in meditation, which can be very rigid, and they expect to turn off their mind or feel certain things in their body, which is like buying into what meditation is supposed to be. So again, the thrust of your work for me is so illuminating because, you know, being meditation experts and, and practitioners, you've really sh shaken that up. Do you know, I'm a former TMer myself and I started TM as a young woman, do you know, because it helped me get the discipline of becoming a meditator. But along the journey of meditation, there's so many beautiful ways to change it up. So you say even which I love, you say um, that meditation, meditation is very different than how you, how you describe in the book, which is let your meditation be the place where you break the rules, whatever they have been for you. And I love that because, you know, with meditation, I think in our day, I know for me as a young meditator, when I started TM, I didn't know anybody that was meditating. So again, I learned the basic practice of how to sit and how to you know, focus on a mantra-based meditation. And again, it, it helped me become a meditation, a uh, disciplined meditator. Having said that, um, you guys have morphed it into the most beautiful um, way in which people can really discover their their authentic rhythm and learn how to fall in love with meditation in a whole new way. So how do you assure people that it's perfectly fine to embrace themselves in their true nature, which you talk a lot about in your books, and be able to let that let down their guard to do something like you say, break the rules that can keep them inhibited? Mm. Yes. Well, first of all, I personally need to drink a little water, but I'm doing this as a ritual of us all remembering that everything about us is flow, women. <laughs> Beautiful. It's true of everybody and way important for us. <laughs> but I drink now. with you, Camille. Yes, the water of life. Toast. <laughs> <laughs> Toot -toot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, your work is so about the flow. It's beautiful. Love that. Love that. Keeping <laughs> love us in the flow, which you do so beautifully. <clears throat> Breaking the rules. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
which we long to do because then we feel our natural freedom. So the first part of it is to actually recognize and name what are the taboos I'm facing that I've either internalized growing up from you know, any family situation or how I, how I had to configure myself to be, feel safe, mm. for example, or expectations that I perceived were demanded upon me how I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to accomplish. Um, how am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to present myself in the world? And, and that's all information, but we start to feel really deeply, there's an ache. When we, we will recognize, oh my gosh, I have internalized this, this way of this thought form about how I'm supposed to shape myself. And actually, uh, first just facing that, which can bring up a lot of, you know, like emotion and even grief that I've been out of touch with that part of myself for so long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there can be, as you mentioned earlier, kind of anger of that. And the anger is um, when we go to the elemental nature, of anger, for, for example. For example, it has a fiery, expansive quality. It wants to mm -hmm. set us free. So if there's been any kind of way that we've been invaded or boundaries have been crossed or something's just been pent up and I haven't been able to uh, express it until now, you know, that, that energy wants to move outward. Mm -hmm. to create more space mm -hmm. mm. love that more space inside of myself and actually i can inhabit more space i can be in my fullness mm -hmm. so even in a meditation practice <clears throat> i have uh, i work a lot with the 360 degree awareness and and that sense of every you know even right now can i remember oh yes my I'm receiving every moment of the day. I'm receiving this breath. I'm receiving all of the nourishment of the light and and everything that I've eaten and blah blah blah. You know the whole thing. I'm re I I'm filling in, inside of myself, and also I can expand. Mm. I can actually, let myself spread out into mm. to to come into contact with the places where I've been holding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I find those places that I've been holding and we get very aware of this with body awareness, when we're in touch with a sensory subtle world and that's a journey, mm -hmm. a journey. Mm -hmm. We come into touch, literally we feel and emotions are a signal uh, feeling out of sorts is a signal, you know, all kinds of clues mm -hmm. we're getting mm -hmm. from our system that something needs to be addressed. Right. So then we bring that loving touch to, or that awareness, that loving awareness to wherever or however we're thinking it, you know, all of our thoughts are also, and, you know, they have energy. Right. So we come to meet that and I, Gradually, I can soften 
those places of constriction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can, um, <clears throat> sometimes I already know and I just, I say, that's a taboo. I'm gonna break free. I don't need that anymore. Thank you very much. You know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ready to go. You know, there's yeah. that. Yeah, sometimes you're just ready. You just, you just, you're just ready. Yes, you're like, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. You know? <laughs> you know Let's you're go, just, women. Let's yeah, do yeah. You're sick and tired of being so held back. Yeah. And so inauthentic, if you will, to your true, beautiful, gorgeous, sensual, free nature. Do you know? That's right. And you know, Aura, uh, you mentioned this in the overview when we started this time on planet earth. And there are so, so many things that are disruptive, you know, that, that we can easily get riled up about. Right. That we can feel confined or furious or frustrated or disappointed, you know, of the whole, you know, each of us, I'm wondering everybody out there, what you're, you know, how would you would describe that, but. Mm -hmm. For example, the other day when I found out that the United States is leaving the World Health Organization, I, I could feel myself getting like, what? <laughs> what the, wah, wah, wah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And so how do I, t how then, do I reclaim my own nervous system? Oh, love that. So important. So important. And come back to where my actual strength is. Right. And, and then some little gesture like donating to organizations that have the power to address these things on right. a global scale or on a national scale, whatever. Uh, yeah. So that's, we want those all of our energies to be available so that we can find what is ours to do. Right. Like you said, something about that. Our what is what is it for me and what can I offer? And sometimes it's just this little, I often feel it's like what I give is just like this little. <laughs> yes, but but a gift, yeah. but a gift nonetheless, no matter the size, no matter the offering, it's a gift, you know. So much is coming to the foreground of my mind, you know, um, even earlier when you were doing this and the way in which we hold ourselves and love ourselves and embrace ourselves. And if, you know, we did that every day, I also call it taking your spiritual pulse. Do you know, I feel like if we awakened every day, the fundamental things that we're sharing today with each other, Camille, I feel that if we started with all of this, would we be having all of that? Do you mm. know, all of the external tension and dissent and polarization and separateness. And, you know, when you really bring it down to love and self-love and words that we've been sharing thus far, sovereign and love and freedom and breaking rules you know i feel that these are fundamental wisdom pearls if you will that if everybody learned how to do that themselves you know it, it starts with each and every one of us 
And yes, are we at the at the effect of these external constant bombarding and, and blitzkrieging information that we're getting daily, which is another important thing to pay attention to, because I too am like you, I'm very sensitive, I'm very empathic, and I found myself going into moments where I was like, oh gosh, my nervous system feels like it's, it's under siege right now. So the work that you're talking about, the way in which we can return to self, return to, to loving ourselves, return to nurturing ourselves is so important, especially now because of everything that's going on. Do you know? It's vitally important for us to, to beef up our self-care right now, which, you know, your book is just chock full of ways to do that. So, you know, I want to, I want to go into um, a little bit more somewhat circling back to not receiving, but the way in which we can, you know, stay healthy and stay whole. And you ask another important question in the book, which is why is it that creative, intelligent, self-aware women everywhere are silently suffering, finding it almost impossible to endorse themselves, to love their bodies as they are, to luxuriate in the simplicity of being. You also talk about how hard women work, both inside and out, many of them more exhausted than they know. So many women hold themselves up to some ideal or standard or benchmark that they should be some kind of superwoman. Literally, the image that comes to, to my mind is like Wonder Woman. And I have no problem about a woman going for her full power, but not if she's sacrificing something deep within herself for it. So talk to us a little bit, Camille, about the exhausted woman who might be suffering silently. And by the way, that goes for all women. This applies to all women of all color and race and creed. You know, we all as women can suffer silently. Do you know? This is an expansive conversation that we're having today. This applies to everyone. Oh, that's very true. And by the way, um... I do get emails or meet men who have been reading Meditation <laughs> Secrets for Women. Yes, partly more about women, but <laughs> also because they they can relate to a good deal of it. Maybe not the oh, hormones, absolutely. Maybe for not sure. the hormone part, but <laughs> but um, yes, it's very common what we're saying. Um, you know. And, and you said it so beautifully, the essence, you, you, you've, you've expressed that. Um, part of what I and women, you perhaps, uh, we may be kind of on the same waves uh, of um, time and, and writing, writing what's been going on in the collective. Mm -hmm. And there is, you know, credit, before me, there were a number of women who were really breaking free, uh, you know, the women's lib, lib and, and mm -hmm. all of that stuff happening. So crucial. Right. And we were giving ourselves to be empowered and to do things like a man. You know, and that, and there are times when we want to feel, yeah, I'm equal to it, 
you know, don't you try to minimize me. Right. Um, I'm just as smart. I'm just as capable, obviously, you know. Um, and so again, we want to honor that capacity, you know, that, that we have. And some women um, really feel called to be in that bigger arena and be in the fire of all of that. And, uh, and two things, one is that I have worked with many women who are burned out from that or mm -hmm. get so dried up mm. because it's, it's this dry, it's like this hot, dry mm -hmm. world of, mm -hmm. you know, let's say corporate America. Right. And they have, they feel like they have to sacrifice the softness and the fluidity and because they will be minimized. They will be discounted if they show any of that. I think, I hope that that's been changing some, but where, in other words, where women are being, letting some of their, uh, certainly their compassion mm -hmm. be, have a voice. Right. And a sense of comprehending a bigger picture, which women are really good at. What is, the, what is the repercussion for the tribe? What is the repercussion for mm -hmm. all who are mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on this planet, mm. this environment? Mm -hmm. You know, and women's voices really do need to be heard. Absolutely. So, whew, I'm, getting yeah. the, I'm getting all the Shakti shivers and shimmers. <laughs> Camille, the Shakti shivers, that is, that's too good. The Shakti shivers. I'm. I love that so much. I. I. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> the Shakti shivers is that like, oh my God, that's too fantastic. You know, <laughs> really, Camille. Seriously, yes. All. All. Yes to all the above of what you just said. Yeah. And you know, when you were saying that, I was thinking, wow. You know, the woman's voice, and I don't mean this in a feministic context. I mean the woman who is about the the the, the mother, the great mother, the the, the, the nurturer, the healer. Um, it doesn't it doesn't diminish her power. If anything, that that is where her power is most strong. And I feel that the planet needs that now more than ever yeah. because we're we're really seeing, in my opinion. It, it feels very, and I don't mean this in a sexist way, but it feels like it's a lot of strong male dominated energy right now that is, you know, penetrating us with something that maybe that needs to be done at this time, because whenever there's a big shift, whenever there's a lot going on, um, it's loud and it's harsh and it's got a really strong energy to it, which can be perceived in my opinion as kind of masculine. So I feel that the feminine voice and the feminine presence is really needed more than ever right now, which is why I think this work is so vitally important. And I'm very happy to hear that men are receptive to it as well, do you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I wanna talk also a little bit about, because you know, as a dancer and somebody who really understands movement and rhythm and you know we, we mustn't forget to just stay stuck you know from here up and yeah. there's so much talk going on right now 
that at least one of the things that I'm loving seeing in the peaceful protesting is that music is coming in and it's it's relatively a young demographic for the most part so i'm seeing that they're bringing music in and they and there's dancing and singing that wants to happen and when i see that i'm like oh that is so good that that energy so for me that's part of the rhythm that i want to talk to you about you offer it meditation in so many beautiful ways as i said that embraces one's individuality creativity spirituality sensuality and on and on and on that we've covered <clears throat> You know, I really love how you give permission throughout the book, again, the word permission to allow your natural process to unfold again, the true self. And you even say that meditation puts you in touch with the deeper rhythms of your being. It is not about stopping the rhythm. Talk to us a little bit about finding our rhythm. You give a wonderful warm up dance, your rhythm exercise, which I love. In, in the book. So can you can you talk about rhythm? Let's talk about rhythm. You mm. know, we need that rhythm, people. We need <laughs> that rhythm now more than ever. Let your rhythm shine and Camille is gonna lead the way. Tell us, Camille, about rhythm. <laughs> That's so fabulous. <laughs> do we not i know i mean i've seen you i've seen you, I've seen you dance i've seen you move i saw you dance when i had um sacred sunday and you danced to the radiant sutras talk to us camille please about the rhythm of the body it's so necessary it's so beautiful mm. i love the being with you and how you're asking the question. Thank and you. Yourself. Uh, okay, I have to have another sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the flow. <laughs> well, guess what? Everything is rhythm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is rhythm. Everything in nature is rhythm. Mm. The movement the uh i mean what is not nothing everything is rhythm and flow and in ourselves again uh we kind of bring a, a appreciation for that mm -hmm. that this part of nature that i am is pulsating with vibrant ever changed it is an ever-changing dance mm -hmm. and ever we are we are that mm -hmm. and you know it's just uh it will drive one crazy if you think you have to stop that <laughs> oh oh so so well said so true and um nothing it becomes extremely obvious that we're all about women with rhythm. Women in rhythm, women in rhythm. There's something synonymous with that. When we actually move, it's essential. It it's is. not, it's not an option to try to impose stillness of any kind it just is you know it's just 
we are not, none of us is designed for that. And women in particular, I mean, we know from an early age, women, the rhythms, the lunar rhythms that we're so in touch with, whatever oh, our experience oh. has been with our hormones and, yes. and yes. monthly and perimenopause, menopause, some of us menopause, you know, it's like we are on that really basic level, level we know about rhythms. Every, and then there's the simple rhythm of a day, day and night. Right. We need sleep. We need rest. <clears throat> there's uh, um, that's so that's a circadian 24 hour rhythm. Right. And then there's the ultradian rhythms, which are about 90 minutes or so, where you feel like you need to take a break. Good idea. Good idea yes. to take a little break um, <clears throat> from whatever you've been focusing on. And um, there are the just the biorhythms and emotional rhythms that go on inside of us. So when we move, first of all, you're signaling freedom. Beautiful. You're signaling, I have space for myself. I have, I can be with my woman's energy. I am the dance of life. Mm. And you are, all of us are, men and women, creatures of all kinds. Mm -hmm. we, we are the dance of life. And you mm -hmm. responded to my Shakti shivers. And sometimes <laughs> I say Shakti shimmers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> love it. Because we are, Shakti means power and life force and Prana Shakti, for those of you who are into yoga, it's the it's that primordial flow of energy that we all are, mm -hmm. and that we feel as these currents of life force. Every every impulse within us is an expression of the of that divine sacred flow of life that mm -hmm. we are. So when we actually dance and move, we, we give permission for that pranashakti, for that life force to make its way. And, and it's another kind of that nourishment. <laughs> I mean, you can feel it. Anybody doing this with me? You know, just, <laughs> yes. just a breath. Our breath is rhythm. <sighs> Playing with the oh. rhythm of the breath right away signals that freedom. Freedom. Right away signals, ah, I can be myself. I can have joy. I am full of creative energy. That's my nature. Mm. Mm -hmm. Love it. I feel it. I feel it talking to you, but we're not even in the same room. <laughs> I feel you too, Aura. I do. I feel That's the beauty, Camille. That's the beauty of this energy that it is so far reaching. So far reaching. You know, and that it is so contagious. And it is so, to me, these are the truths. Like, you know, when I, when I talk to beautiful souls like you, I just feel like this is the truth language. Like, is there anything else to talk about? <laughs> I mean, I know there's the pragmatic and the practical and life that's happening externally, 
but these true truths about who we are as soul, spirit, you know, um, psyche, everything that we are, consciousness, it's just, you know, and, and when you when you look at something like dance and rhythm and movement, it again, it made me think that if everybody stopped <clears throat> while they're marching and took a time out and started dancing, yeah. this whole, the whole, there would be even a bigger shift in energy. That's beautiful. Do you know? I mean, I, I, I suggestion. Yes. You know, I, I see that. I see it. It's just so beautiful. You have a lovely chapter called Oh my gosh, the time here. It's the very thing I didn't want to see happen is happening. <laughs> I, I, no, no, I'm not going to look at the clock. I'm just not. You have a yeah. lovely chapter called Be Tender with Yourself. And one of the things you suggest is to befriend yourself and say that meditation is an intimate relationship with yourself. And great tenderness, again, something that we've been talking about, is the key to success. Can you talk about that? I love that. Be tender with yourself. Befriend yourself. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, meditation is a sacred time and space um, that we give ourselves. The, and the idea of discipline, the idea of stillness, the idea of uh, conforming to some idea about how I'm supposed to be and and what's not supposed, you know, like uh, people get in so much, uh, they can get really fragmented in themselves if they try to impose those, those uh, <clears throat> notions and they're not healthful. They're not health, healthful because, um, so, so befriending ourselves. I mean, just even taking a breath right now with our, you know, maybe, you know, be, be your, as though you're sitting with your best friend and you can tell her anything or tell him anything. Mm -hmm. You can be totally yourself. You can confess. That's the attitude that we have with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And just the way, you know, uh, if she's a good friend or he's a good friend, uh, you, you feel like you've been able to acknowledge and express something that's going on and that lets once again it lets something move and maybe yes. you cry and maybe you laugh suddenly because yeah. <laughs> you know because you've unburdened your heart right right <sighs> which is moving the energy you're moving the energy you know you're moving the energy so yeah. so that sense of being your own best friend and that intimacy with yourself and that's an ongoing journey. I learned something about that every day. I, and I, I can't imagine a day without those, my inner practices because they, re, I remember and I remember and I remember, and I'm also being informed. I am learning mm -hmm. every time, you know, we come to meet ourselves, something opens. We right. learn something more about what it is to be alive right mystery the great and mystery learn a, little, learn a little something more about love you also camille talk about i just love all the different ways in which you describe things in the book you talk about the inner and the outer sensuality both inner and outer 
sensuality, which I really loved. I love that whole idea of the inner and the outer sensuality. So let's talk a little bit about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm so determined to, to just get as much juicy, beautiful pearls of wisdom from you today, but I don't wanna rush you either. And we can always do this again, but let's talk a little bit about inner and outer sensuality. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> so as you ask that question, each of us acknowledging which one feels more accessible. Do, am I more aware of my outer sensuality or am I more aware of my inner sensuality? My outer sensuality, perhaps, um, <clears throat> uh, if we're, what is our outer <laughs> sensuality? It would be uh, being in, you know, in a relationship, having physical contact, which unfortunately some people don't have access to right now. Having a dog or kitty really helps because they yes, have which I have, I have both. Yeah, and that's such a beautiful, uh, again, about the, re the receiving and the giving. Yes, exactly. And um, so again, sort of basking in what gives us pleasure. Let's say you're walking in a park or on the beach, or I think about the people in the big cities, in the metropolis kind of atmosphere where it's maybe you have to go somewhere to really find a tree. You know, like I think about people in that situation yes. and thinking, well, oh, get a plant, have some flowers, something, you know? Yes, yes. Um, because they, that again, that outer sensuality that is how I'm receiving with my senses. I'm letting my senses receive again. The inner sensuality is, is when we acknowledge and go deeper into how I'm actually feeling in my body. So they work together, my outer sensuality, like something that is a source of beauty or, you know, standing and being near a tree or, or flowers that I or love. Or the sun, feeling the sun on or your body. Sun. And that clues us in actually the pleasure of that, the feeling of joy of being alive, this little moment of, of savoring. Yes savoring yeah. life in this moment and and also super important is again um for us let's say we're speaking of women it's for both feeling the sensuality your natural just for yourself sensuality right. that um and I mean, there's just the primary sensuality without even going into the subject of sexuality, right? which is an aspect, but there are all kinds of luscious sensations and the inner world of, of pleasure and being at home in ourselves and feeling that connection to this earth. We can feel it right now. We can feel her hug the connection to the sky, you know, it's like, so that it's, it's actually both simultaneously, mm -hmm. inner and mm -hmm. outer, so they feed each other. Yes, yes. And then we feel we are, we can come to meet the challenges. Right. It makes so much difference to be right. feeling that I'm in touch with myself so deeply. 
I have resources. Right, right. And I can come to meet each situation and I have choice. Yes. Um, we have choice. I don't have to be manipulated by the news. I don't have to be right. like hijacked by the, you know, I, I can feel that. I can feel it moving in me. And I can come back and I can choose. Right. Inhabiting myself and I am with you. Beautiful. I was saying when the coronavirus pandemic, you know, after a couple of weeks when we were at stay-at-home isolation, I, I, I kept saying, don't let the coronavirus into your bedroom. You know, keep it out of your keep it out of your intimate areas. You know, because the next thing you know you don't want to do very much, do you know? And we have to have our boundaries. We have to have our boundaries. And we ourselves need to define what, what this so-called new normal means to us. Now, we are almost out of time. And I wanna, I wanna throw out one more question. It's a little loaded, but I think it's important, okay? And, I'm, and we're gonna leave with this one. So, in secret number six, which are your chapters, again, in Meditation Secrets for Women, for those of you that have not seen the cover of Camille's book, here it is, I highly recommend you get this book, it's a gift. It is truly um, a very, very special book that is just rich of so many wonderful treasures in it. So again, Meditation Secrets for Women, discovering your passion, pleasure and inner peace. In secret number six, answering the call, you talk about longing for the divine, mm. which I actually wrote about extensively in my newest book um, called Mindfulness and Mysticism, mm. which will be coming out whenever <laughs> with everything that's going on, probably the end of the year, maybe 2021. You say that there are desires and longings that seem overtly spiritual, longing for the sacred, the divine, the eternal, the infinite in your book, so beautiful. And that these emerge from a profound hunger in the soul, a craving so great, it cannot be fulfilled by anything in ordinary life. And yet it cries to be addressed. I couldn't agree with you more, Camille, especially when you say that drug and alcohol addiction is based on an unacknowledged longing for spiritual experience, which I also really take a deep dive into my, my new book. Now, many people might not agree with us and say that addiction is hereditary or a chemical imbalance and the likes of that. I don't rule out anything that might be connected to addiction, but I strongly believe that we are all in search of the divine and long to connect to something that gives us a greater meaning to being alive. So at a time, Camille, when probably more drug use has spiked and alcohol use has spiked because people are in such despair and are feeling rather lost and that the divine never has to leave us, even at times of great difficulty, that the divine is always present with us. Let's end this with your words of wisdom around answering the call, longing for the divine. 
Yes. Well, that longing for the divine, that call of the soul, that sense of our hearts, our being, wanting to feel the communion with that source that is larger than our little self. Um, I believe that that's an instinct within us. That spirituality, for want of a better word, that urge towards union and communion is an instinct. It's, I believe, I feel, I experience, I see that that is pulsating, in fact, somewhere inside each of us because that, again, is our nature. Mm -hmm. And this almost brings tears to my eyes. It's, um, yeah, I'm with you. Are, we are always in communion with the mystery. And we each may have our ways of describing that connection. Um, the divine, the earth, this universe, this cosmos. Right. That sense of wonder at, at creation. The sense of awe. These are instinctive, I think, inside of us. Mm -hmm. And we suffer for lack of connection to that. Right. I think that even the you know most intellectual scientists and astrophysics, no matter what field they're in, I think they're they have a source of curiosity and wonder at about what is life. And I'm always asking, you know, like what is this awareness? Like in the Radiant Sutras. Mm. Shakti, the goddess Devi, is saying, what is this universe into which we find ourselves born? Right. And what right. is this mysterious, this mysterious awareness shimmering everywhere? Yes. I ask those questions all the time. So is that, does that, how does that land? Yes, yes, that is so beautiful. And at a time when we find ourselves at the brink of what I consider to be a great awakening, a shift that I think is happening and it's manifesting in all these different ways right now, may each and every one of us hear the call that you talk about answering the call. We have to hear the call to be able to answer the call. And that may each and every one of us long for the divine as you talk about so beautifully in your book. And that's really what my wish is for the days ahead on this life journey that each and every one of us is on. So Camille, I, I'm sorry to see this have to I don't even want to use the word end because our end is our beginning, right? Isn't that a, isn't that a T.S. Eliot poem? Uh, yes. <laughs> our end is our beginning. I can't thank you enough for being you. 
and gifting us, gifting us, Camille, with so many treasures that you have shared, which is just friends out there listening today. We really just really touched upon a little, a little bead. It's been a little bead. Do you know there, there are so many more pearls that are filled in again, this book, Meditation, Secrets for Women. And Camille, I thank you for being my very, very special guest today and starting the week off like this. So for those of you out there who have been able to enjoy Camille as much as I have, again, Camille, thank you so much for being my treasured guest today. Thank you, Aura. It is a deep pleasure to be with you too and with all of you. Thank you. I welcome communication. Yes. Yes. So to all of you listeners out there, thank you for tuning into Mindfulness Monday today with my special guest, Camille Maureen. And until we connect again from my heart to yours. <laughs>